traditions to carry on or not to carry on? Are you being intentional about what to challenge, change, create, or even drop when it comes to the holiday traditions? Hi, I'm Maggie. And I'm Dina. And this is the show where we get real and raw about breast cancer, the fear, the love, the changes, the surprising gifts, and the celebrations in it all. At the end of the episode, we will be asking you to share your real and raw insight from this conversation. Are you ready to dive into today's episode? Welcome back to our Heal Inside and Out listeners. And we are excited today to talk about traditions. Given that we're rolling into the holiday season, we just, there's there's so many different traditions in all of our different families. And some of the traditions we inherit, some we create, some we change. But are we being intentional about those that we are still following? Where they come from and what they need to be or what they've always been. So this is this will be an interesting episode to just talk about <laughs> our different traditions that we all have. And I guess I'll just throw it out to, to Dina or Marla. Let's start with one of you to just talk about some of the traditions you guys have and have you created them or are you still doing them and how you're feeling about them? <laughs> All right. I'm chuckling because I got so many in my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Christmas Eve in, in an Italian family, Christmas Eve is called the seven fishes and it's a tradition and you literally eat seven different fishes. And growing up, we ate them all and then some. So it was probably could be like eight or nine. And whether as, you liked them or not, or yeah, whether okay. you liked them or not, <laughs> you know, uh, some of us would be like, no, we're not eating that. Some of us were like, yes, we'll eat them. But th- they were still seven fishes. Wow. <laughs> and it really kind of, changed when I started doing it as a couple, you know, my husband and I married, you know, the kids started to come and it became very expensive as well. Cause you know, we had the entire family. So that's 20 something people if we were all together and let's face it, that's not cheap. You're talking about shrimp. You're talking about calamad, which is squid flounder, um, octopus, all these different things and all the sides that go with them as well. And it was just, it was just way too much. And as the kids started to grow, like my children, my sister's children, my sister-in-law's kids, nobody wanted the fish. They would only eat certain things. And then some of the kids ate no fish. So now you had to make another dish. So there was always chicken cutlets. (laughs) So what went with the chicken cutlets was macaroni and sauce, you know? So we ended up cutting back. I cut back. My husband decided to cut back. Like if we do three fishes, that's, that's about it. (laughs) It's shrimp cocktail, 
Linguinean clam sauce and maybe flounder or sole or grouper. We change the main fish, but there's also the sides to go with that, the vegetable, the salad, the potato or whatever, you know? And it took the family to get used to this, you know, mm. about, you know, cutting back that much. And it was funny because Christmas Day was another uh, episode of traditions. And it's going to be food related once again, because, you know, that's all we live by was food. <laughs> <laughs> and I know we talked about in another episode, the stress of all that food and making the same things that our families made or when we what we grew up with. And my our tradition was you started especially you started in the afternoon with an antipasta, which was your meats and cheeses and olives and all of that kind of stuff. And then you went to the lasagna or managatas or stuffed shells. And then you went to the meat, whether it was a roast beef, whether it was a turkey, whether it was chicken and all the fixings to go with that. And then you had, you know, fruit and nuts. And then you had dessert, which wasn't just one dessert. There was a slew of them. <laughs> wow. So we decided to cut back on that altogether. We might start with like an antipasta, which was lunchtime. And then dinner was the main meal with the fixings, you know, and it was, it was crazy. It was crazy. And even, even the gifts, when, when I was a child, we opened gifts on Christmas day. And I know my husband used to go to midnight mass on Christmas Eve, and it was okay to open presents after midnight, you know, and my mother would be like, nope, not, nope, Christmas morning. This is when you wake up. Santa, the whole nine yards from, you know, beginning to end. And when I started having my children, I lived across the street from my parents. And my mother was like, I want to be there in the morning when the kids open their presents from Santa. And I just said, this was hard. I was like, nope, not happening. She's like, what do you mean that's not happening? I was like, yes, you live across the street, but Christmas morning is with me my husband and my two daughters. <laughs> so I kind of want to hear from Marla because I do have another story, but I don't want to keep going. I kind of want to hear a little bit from Marla. Then we'll go back to you, Maggie, and then I can chime back in. <laughs> well, thanks. I uh, For us, uh, Christmas Eve was our big celebration, really. Um, we would go to like candlelight service at church and then come home and for whatever reason every year it was soup and my <laughs> my dad and my grandma and, and my dad's side of the family it was uh this thing called oyster stew which is basically a milk based soup with oysters in it which i found repulsive but i was just uh, going to say marla based on the face yeah yes. i'm guessing you did not like <laughs> Oh, and so, and it was interesting There were like a few, a handful of people that liked that one. And then we'd always have another homemade soup because everyone else needed something to eat, especially the kids. A lot of kids didn't want to eat that. That was a very inherited tradition that came down. Um, so the, some of the adults really loved it. And then, you know, you had a bunch of kids that are like, what 
is that thing in the soup? No, thank you. Um, so we'd have chili or chicken noodle or beef noodle or something. And, uh, and then after the soup we w- and sandwiches, we would do, um, we would open gifts because we were all already together and we had, we were all dressed up. We had been to church. We were, it was very uh, festive and a good evening to be together. And then Christmas day, we would sometimes go to other family members' houses. That would be more of that bigger dinner kind of situation with prime rib or turkey or whatever was being served that year. Um, and so it's been interesting over the years, especially as some of the elders have passed, like my father and stuff that that loved that oyster stew is like, we're still making it, but much smaller <laughs> batches. We have not lost that one yet, but we are <laughs> definitely getting more creative on the dessert sides because he also, and my grandma also had this thing called suet pudding. And it was a very dense cake. Suet is some sort of like, beef fat that you can get at the butcher um i think it's uh i don't know where its origins are but it it was basically like a brown sugar heavy dense cake that was kind of steamed to be cooked it's very Mm. hard to make (laughs) i think and so we ditched that after um after some of the my grandma and my father had passed in different over the years we now do very different desserts and things like that. So we've kind of created or filled in with other things and that's worked well. Well, and, and you just, the example, Marla, sorry, that, that you were talking about, and Dina, you had one too with the food piece, but there's some things that you both had good examples of. You inherited it, but then almost even in honor of our parents or those that have we've lost, we keep it, we just do it on a much different scale. <laughs> Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> we we tweak it and change it to what we feel is needed at that time. Yeah. Yeah. And Mala, yes. you you brought up a good point about, you know, when our loved ones are passed on or passed away, with my family, and the reason this clicked was when let's say when my mother passed away. For the rest of that year, the first holiday without her was always with my side of the family. So like the first Christmas, my mother wasn't with us. The first Thanksgiving, New Year's, even her birthday, we would celebrate with my side of the family. And my husband's side of the family knew that. Like nobody ever questioned it, Mm. which was nice because it was so respectful. I don't know... If it was, and I'm just going to say it, if it was something that the Italians did, because most of the people that I know that do this are Italian. (laughs) Mm. So I don't know if it's one of something that we do or, and it's inherited. I remember doing that since childhood. Wow. You know. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's a nice, respectful, inherited, honorable tradition. Yeah. It was, it was always difficult to get through that first holiday without your loved one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, It really was. Well, and you, just, Maggie, what did you inherit? 
<laughs> well, yeah, speaking of all like the Christmas Eve, Christmas Day things, it's interesting how different everyone is. When I think of our Christmas Eves growing up, it was time to go to grandma and grandpa's, which was so fun <laughs> because my dad had so many siblings. There were loads of aunts and uncles and loads of cousins. And we came from a big game playing family. So it was no shortage <laughs> right. of games to play. <laughs> right up your alley. I loved it. <laughs> and so that, you know, shifted over the years when we... Uh, my grandparents moved long, moved far away, and they've since passed. Um, but now what that has instilled in me, so Christmas Day was always with my mom and dad at home. And my dad protected that time. Nobody could touch it because that was our time to play with the toys or the games we got from them, from Santa, whatever. And then now fast forward with Christmas day for me, I've carried that tradition forward where that's that precious time in the morning where I just love to have it be immediate family. And so, you know, we have four kids, four grandkids, but they have their own families and it's hard. So we have a separate thing for all of us. But Christmas morning, it's just Ken and Susie and I and my mom and dad come over and so the the new pieces I've added to it are, well, one's kind of funny. My mom and my mom has always had my grandpa's robe, my grandma's robe, and her robe. And the first Christmas morning years ago that we asked my parents to come to our house, my mom said, that's too early. I'd have to wear my PJs. And we said, wear your PJs then. Wear you absolutely we did. <laughs> and she bought all the robes. So Susie and her and I wear grandma and, gra grandma and grandpa's robe and her robe. Um, and we sit down and we do cards. We do stockings. And we have a Bloody Mary bar, which is just <laughs> nice, relaxing. My brother and, and his girlfriend come over too. And we have a brunch. Um, but it's just a very, it's just I don't know. It's just that cherished time in the morning to open the gifts together. And it's funny because there's always got to be an order. We got to do cards first. Then we can do, then, <laughs> then we can do the uh, um, stockings and we got to do one at a time because I don't want everybody just whipping their stuff, you know, out of oh, their stockings. I got to see it all. And then my mom laughs, laughs because even with gifts, there's a certain order. Open that one first, then that one, then that okay. one. Okay. Okay. We are, I, I don't know, Marla, but Maggie and I seem very similar when it comes to that kind of stuff, because <laughs> even with my own children, it's like one opens their presents first, then the other one opened her presents, then it was me, then it was Bobby. And even, even like what you said with the, with the family, when we started opening up presents mm -hmm. and just the thought, Maggie, of you going, opening up presents and everybody's just opening it. That was my husband's side of the family. Yep. Yep, that was my ours too. And we and they people allowed. would be in different rooms. Yes, and I'm people, like, wait, what? What? They already opened in there. <laughs> but there is one other uh tradition that I created, which was something that I didn't get involved in until I was a volunteer EMT with my local fire department. And what these firemen would do is that they had a Santa run every year on Christmas Eve. They would do it for the regular neighborhood and you know the week or two before, but the fire the firehouse members, whoever had children, 
had to put their name on the list and they did the Santa run. And when the kids were little up until they, you know, as they were believing. And then when they didn't believe anymore, unfortunately that stopped, but it was so cool to have Santa come off the back of the fire engine. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I'd have to run out there and give them a present each for each, each one of my daughters. And they would come in and the kids would go crazy. <laughs> and when my sister was living in New York before she moved to New Jersey, I had her kids participate. So they would come over too. And then we would give the gifts. And it was just so much fun to watch this. And it, it was just, it was a tradition uh, that I created for many years. And if I did go to my in-laws or even my brothers or wherever I was, and I had I had to make sure I was back by a certain time because we were not missing the Santa run. <laughs> That's so cool. What a great <laughs> tradition. And how fun for the kids. That's, that's oh, so it was, cool. It was, it got so big that they ended up dividing the town that I live in into two. And there was one fire engine on one side of town, another fire engine on the other side with two Santas. It was, we just had so much fun. We had oh, so much that. fun. I love that. Well, and you, you made me think of a funny, uh, kind of a funny story with that new tradition that I created. And that is, when Ken and I got married 21 years ago, he had already started. So this is inherited, but tweaked, <laughs> right? He had he had always done a prime rib dinner for all the kids. Mm-hmm. And so it's the kids and the grandkids. And it's a time we just pick whatever works for everybody so we can get everybody there for before Christmas. And it was with prime rib dinner. I, w- I don't like steak. And... So I was like, well, what else do we serve? And he's like, prime rib. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, what else will we serve? Because I'm not eating prime rib. <laughs> that's coming. Yeah, right. Well, and that's what's funny is so my daughter-in-law, I found out she likes prime rib less than I do. <laughs> so when I incorporated, I incorporated a shrimp, a, a shrimp barbecue hollandaise that I make over mashed potatoes and now it's become surf and turf because everybody (laughs) wants a little bit of the shrimp but my daughter-in-law Anna and I get the first dibs because (laughs) we only eat the shrimp but she was always like I used to pretend there was no way in hell I was gonna tell Ken I didn't like prime rib (laughs) so she would just push through it kind of like the oyster soup Marla (laughs) oh man (laughs) And now she doesn't have to push through it anymore. So that, that's been a, that's been a great, and that's another one where we sit down, we do our stockings, and we go from we let the granddaughters pick youngest to oldest or oldest to youngest, and we go in a circle, and everybody opens one gift at a time until we're out. <laughs> I, love I love it. it. I love it. <clears throat> but so, you know, oh. no, I was just going to say, did we miss any Marla that you <laughs> that you've created or that you've Oh, I would just add that it's similar to what you said, but uh, for our little family of four, we we protect that time for just the four of us. And but we have to for both sides of the family, we're either traveling out of state for the holidays or we're hosting here and people from out of state are staying. And it's just it's a lot of moving parts, if you will. 
so we have to kind of flex and we just will pick a day around the holiday as close as we can and and make that our so it's like we have three different christmas things that we're trying to coordinate every year uh plus um you know work things and other holiday get togethers with friends and stuff too but just within our family so um yeah we just we and that's something new, like growing up, mm. that was never a thing. I mean, you know, it's like we all did stuff with grandma and grandpas and all of that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I just, yeah, wanted to change it up and keep it very low key and special for us. So I like that. I like that. There's not enough time of that in the year. So that's a nice. Yeah, that's 100%. true. So going through the sea, the holiday seasons, I think a big thing we want our listeners to keep in mind is really, and ourselves, right? Yes. <laughs> Just being intentional about what we're choosing to do as it relates to traditions, because just because we inherited a tradition doesn't mean that it has to carry on or has to carry on as is. Right. So, mm-hmm. and true. I think, I think too, that we, obviously we talk all things healing here. And sometimes healing does require us to just stop and be mindful about what pressures and stress are we putting on ourselves. And this is a time to really like, just think about the choices and prioritize our healing because sometimes our healing requires letting go of things that don't serve us, which means making choices about traditions. So, because healing truly is... Inside and out. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. We hope you found value in today's episode. And remember to share your real and raw insights with us by going to healinsideandout.com, where you can also find additional information and resources.